What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Trail Tales, the podcast where every single week, except for last week because it was Christmas, I, Kyle O'Grady, a thru-hiker and peak bagger, chat with other thru-hikers and other peak baggers and other hiking nerds like myself about their experiences on the trail. First of all, Happy New Year 2020. It's going to be a great year for trail tales and just for everybody, everything in general. I'm I'm feeling optimistic about 2020. I'm also optimistic that you are going to enjoy this week's episode. Great transition there, huh? Jeremiah Stringer is on the show. If you're not familiar with Jeremiah Stringer, he is a YouTuber, a backpacker. He makes some great videos. As a lot of you might know, I've been doing YouTube videos the last couple months now, and that's kind of how I stumbled into him and, and saw his stuff. And he completed the Vermont Long Trail over this past summer. And so that's kind of what we talk about for most of this episode. We also talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff of like running a backpacking YouTube channel. And we kind of just goof around, honestly. <laughs> it was a great time. This dude is hilarious. His accent is hilarious. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, it was just a, it was just a great time. So Jeremiah Stringer, dude, when you hear this, I know we're already, I'm literally texting you right now about how we're gonna do another one soon. So thank you very much for coming on. And yeah. During my last episode, I made a call for you guys to leave some more iTunes reviews. And I gotta say, you guys pulled through big time. So I'm gonna read a couple iTunes reviews real quick here. If you want to help support the show, be sure to leave a five-star iTunes review or just a five-star review on whatever your podcast platform is. It would be much appreciated and I will read it. So this one, this is this is probably the best review I've ever gotten. It says, dope, enough said. That's it. Drop the mic. <laughs> I can't really drop the mic because it's on a, a stand. But yeah, that's, that's a fantastic review. Let's read one more. This one's from Sunny from Wake County. I'll be honest, I do not know where Wake County is. But it says, relaxingly entertaining. Love getting my trail runs in while listening. I really like how the podcast is so casual and real. That's right. I threw hiked in 08, and I can still relate to most of what y'all are talking about 11 years later. You bring a good hiker attitude to the pod, and I feel like a friend when I listen. I actually summited Katahdin on the same day as Philip Karsha in 08 on September 11th. That is pretty cool. So hearing him tell his story on your pod was awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much for that review, Mr. Sonny from Wake County. Um, <laughs> other plugs real quick, uh, Instagram at trailtalespod. Email, send me an email. I got a couple emails over the last few weeks, which was really, really cool. I love the emails, trailtalespod at gmail. Dot com. Go give me some feedback there. Facebook, Trail Tales on Facebook as well. And the Patreon. I know you all are just dying to give me your hard-earned money, so <laughs> there's a way to do that. Patreon.com slash Trail Tales. You'll get some bonus content every single month, and it will be a good time. Help support the show. It is awesome. Link in the show notes and Patreon.com slash Trail Tales. Last thing, I got to say, the YouTube plug Kyle hates hiking on YouTube. Um, I love making YouTube videos. It's so much fun. The, the editing is way more fun than editing this podcast, if I'm just going to be real. So <laughs> if you want to go see my really cringy thumbnails and some of my nonsense on YouTube, uh, yeah, Kyle hates hiking on YouTube. I will also have a link to that in the show notes. With that said, let's get into the episode with Jeremiah Stringer, Long Trail Class of 2019. That was pretty good. That was that was. <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to confirm once I look back and start editing. But that sounded pretty good. What's what's going crispy. on, everybody? Crispy, yeah, just like this crispy bush light I'm drinking. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to welcome to Trail Tales. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. I say that pretty much every episode, but I am especially excited uh, for this one because we're going to be talking about the. The long trail. I get to talk about Vermont. I get to talk about like my quote home trail today, and I'm just very excited about that. Jeremiah Stringer is on the line. What's going on, man? Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time today. 
Well, what's going on, dude? How's it going? It's going good. This is uh, this is this is sweet for everybody listening. This was one of the quickest turnarounds I've like ever had for an episode like this. Um, I dude, I, I I like hit you up just a couple days ago, and like no scheduling, like difficulties, like nothing, like no rescheduling, like nothing. Just we were able to make it happen, and uh, and here we are. So. Yeah, dude, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I I wanted to have you on the show for like three different reasons. The first reason is <laughs> I I was like going through this stuff in my head before, so I just got I gotta get it out there. Um, the first reason is again long trail, and and obviously you hiked the long trail this past yeah, summer, and you've been putting out um, um some videos about it, and and so we're gonna talk a lot about that today. So that was the first reason. Second reason was because just from watching your YouTube videos, and I'll give you a chance to plug all that stuff, and in, in just a second, I was like, okay, this guy seems. Pretty chill. I think we're going to get along pretty good. (laughs) And then the third reason and arguably the most important reason was because, dude, that accent, like, I got to have that accent on the show. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was (laughs) like, this guy needs to be on the show. So with that said, now that I'm hyping your shit up, why don't you go ahead and, you know, just tell everybody who you are, what you've hiked and, you know, give that accent a chance to shine. All right, man, I'll do my best. Restless Outdoors <laughs> keeps telling me it's fake every time I talk to him. <laughs> He's like, oh, got that old fake Kentucky accent. <laughs> so, I'll, dude, let me tell you this. I hiked the Vermont Long Trail, and I filmed it all and stuff. But every time I would go somewhere, anywhere, you could pick, throw, throw a dart on the map there. They'd be like, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> I'd be like, no, ma'am, I'm not. <laughs> so good. But, yeah, my experience started, like, October 2018. Or, no, take that back. June. June, I believe, of 2018. And then uh, I kind of just kept backpacking after that. I'd never backpacked before. never even heard of it. My father-in-law asked me if I wanted to go. And then I kept going. And then October, it rolled around of 2018. I was like, I'm watching a lot of people doing backpacking videos. I think I want to do that. And so... I did, and it's been over a year since then from the time that we're recording, and, you know, it's it's going from there. Made a lot of great relationships and get to hang out with a lot of cool people all the time. Yeah, man. I mean, there's no other community like backpacking community. Absolutely. And so it sounds like you kind of – it sounds like hiking and videos, YouTube, like were – they almost like came up like hand in hand for you. It wasn't like you, you started hiking first and then you started, you know, years later, like doing videos. It, it seems like the two kind of happened at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I really, what I wanted to do whenever I started doing these videos is I was like, I, I don't want anything to be fake and I'm growing and I don't want anybody to think, hey, this guy's like an expert on this or like his opinion is more important than this person's or less important than this person. I just wanted to kind of document my evolution of as I grow, as I grew in the quote unquote sport of backpacking or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And I just, I wanted, I was just so passionate. I was like, I got to get a way to share this passion with other people because here in Kentucky, we have like one main trail and it's the shelter we trace and it's not like super popular. So it, you know, you don't have that tight knit community or that group or like, you know, wherever you meet people, the Facebook groups or whatever to go backpacking with. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of my creative outlet. And then, you know, got hooked up with other people. So one thing that I find like super fascinating there is just that like hiking and like filmmaking now are just going to be so intertwined for you. And honestly, it kind of brings me back to an episode I did with uh, syntax 77, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, Mm -hmm. He has pretty much filmed every single hike he's ever gone on. That's what he said anyways. And like that just kind of like makes me think because for myself and for a lot of most of my other previous guests, um, it's like we all started hiking before, like any sort of content or like anything else, photography, videos, whatever it is, um, came into play. But with, you know, yourself and with syntax again, that's just not the case. So I'm, I'm wondering, I know you haven't been doing it as long as he has obviously, but actually, I guess, I guess I could ask you this. Um, have you done any hikes or backpacking trips without filming yet? 
Yeah, I mean, my very first backpacking trip, all I did was take pictures because I'd never heard of backpacking, and that's where I met the through hikers and that kind of stuff. And I didn't really see any of them out of everybody I met. Like none of them was doing anything to do with filming. There was just one guy that had a GoPro that he used to like take pictures and take little clips and stuff, but he wasn't like a YouTuber or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, from there, you know, I that was June up through October. Each trip that I did, and I think I'd done a few overnighters and I was getting my feet wet. Um, I didn't film anything. And then I started filming everything. I did another through hike of the JMT in Tennessee. It's like the baby John Mar Trail. Interesting. And yeah, it's totally not as good, but it was still I've, fun. <laughs> I've um, never even heard of that. What What is it called again? It's the JMT, just like, you know, the one out west, but it's in Big South Fork, Tennessee. So it's like so 40 it's or literally miles. the John Muir Trail, but it's in Tennessee instead. Like the I don't know if the abbreviation was something else or if it literally standed for John Muir Trail too. That's damn. I'm, I've like never <laughs> even heard of that before. <laughs> But I did, I did like, uh, I was filming everything and then you're kind of drinking through a water hose, like a, a fire hose, because you're, you're not only learning to backpack, but you're also filming all of it and yeah, then you're learning, yeah. you know, new editing software and that kind of stuff. So it's a lot. So I got to the point where, especially when I try to do a video a day through last December, I was like, this is a little overwhelming. And then, you know, I did a bunch of other trips and through hike the foothills trail and then there's one point where i was like i think I, I have enough stuff built up and i was trying to do a video a week at that point that i was like i i can take this next trip and not film a single thing and i bet this is going to be cool and it was it was mm -hmm. nice man dude that's a lot of content and like what you just said there kind of figuring out how to backpack and how to make videos and, and filmmaking all this stuff that is like pretty crazy because as everybody listening to this knows, like there's a huge learning curve just with backpacking and something I can relate to there because I've been like doing the YouTube thing or whatever you want to call it for like the past month and a half now. Um, there's mm -hmm. a huge learning curve there as well. So just the fact that you're doing both of those at the same time, like that just that's tough, dude. And like <laughs> good for you for like sticking with it like <laughs> that. Dude. That's yeah. a, that's incredible. I only got a lot of gray hair now. <laughs> Um, let me ask you this. What learning curve would you say was more difficult? The, um, the filmmaking and, and let's incorporate every aspect. So on trail, um, off trail, edit, editing the technical stuff, all that. Um, what was more difficult, the learning curve for filmmaking or the learning curve for just, uh, learning the learning curve for learning that doesn't, <laughs> the, the learning curve of, of backpacking? Uh, it, it kind of depended on, the skill level that you had to have to do each specific trail that okay, I did. Okay. But most of the time it was the filmmaking aspect was harder. And then whenever I'd done the long trail, there were some days where I didn't pull the camera out, period. Oh, I was really? just like, I have to make it through this next 22 miles or I'm going to die. You know, yeah. I don't have time to film. <laughs> I just got to survive. Survive. It's a tough trail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough trail for sure. Um, we're going to get to that in just a second. You you mentioned that you also through hiked the uh, the Foothills Trail, yeah? Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw yeah, one of those, one. those videos. So I actually did the Foothills Trail this past um, late spring, early summer, and it was freaking amazing. I just I just had to say that. That is that is a beautiful – it's like this – Was the water running? The water was there – was, there was plenty of water, dude. It was like perfect weather, like literally perfect conditions the entire time, which is probably why I, I, I look back on it so fondly. But um, it was – Those waterfalls though. Dude, so fucking good. And like – Oh, my, yeah. In the bridges, there's like a bridge every half mile on that trail. <laughs> yeah. And, and not just right. like a like a shitty like log like over a river like you'll see on like the AT and the long trail sometimes, but – like legit, like nice, well-built bridges with like handrails and all this stuff. Um, in spots where you don't even really need them half the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's and some of them are huge. Like, let me cover the span of this entire river where it has a waterfall above it Dude, and make crazy. 150 long, 150 foot long bridge. It's great. The trail maintenance, like, or the trail work on that trail is a uh, is pretty unreal. Um, oh, they're dedicated. 
Oh, dude, for sure. Everybody should go listen to my Foothills Trail episode, which I do not remember. Which twenty something, <laughs> you can find it if you really want to. Um, I actually have a video of that of of my hike on that trail too. It's like one of the only trail videos I have right now. Um, which funny story. <laughs> so this 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 might work for for kind of a segue here. So I shot this Foothills Trail video, like I said, it was back in like end of April, beginning of May. It was like. I was I was out there when the when the months flipped. Anyways, I shot this video like like shot the entire hike, and then I was just like too like intimidated almost slash lazy to actually put up the video or even edit the video until like the end of October. <laughs> so when you first started, um, yeah, dude, isn't that isn't that isn't that ridiculous? When you first started okay. doing uh, videos, did you feel like? intimidated like that or nervous all in front of the camera i'm sure i'm sure you got better with that as as you went along but um yeah how how did it feel at first kind of just being in front of the camera like that it's it's a little bit weird uh, i'm a pretty good public speaker i think because you know for the past five years i've been a teacher so you get a group of people that you're complete strangers with and you have to teach them things that they could care less about so you, you know <laughs> you're energetic and you just want to have fun and let your passion shine. Yeah. And so that's what I tried to do, but going back and watching some of the, the beginning videos, the camera presence, it's a lot less. And I'm sure I'll say, you know, if I kept doing this for five years and I'll look back at a video that I filmed today, I'd be like, man, I would change this, 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 yeah, but that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good mm, thing. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that, that's good that you weren't like super, intimidated by not that i was like like shaking like so nervous but i don't know i just i I just felt weird about it and i will say that doing this podcast because i've been doing trail tales since uh november of 2018 and Mm -hmm. so doing this podcast and and obviously i i had been doing the podcast when i shot the video but i don't know just even since then like having more experience with this definitely helped me a lot with like being in front of the camera and now like I really don't have any shame when it like now I'm at the point yeah. where I'll just do something so stupid on camera and then I'll look back on it and, and be like, Oh my God, I cannot fucking include that in the video. <laughs> but when I first started it, I was just like afraid to even, I don't know. Um, I'm going way off track there, dude. Let's oh, uh, you're good. It's weird though. It's weird because you're talking to people who are in the future and don't exist yet. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're like, you have to put things into perspective, you know, you're, you're trying to convey a message or tell a story or teach something to somebody that, you know, aren't going to see it for a week or two weeks or however long. Yeah. Yeah. For, for real. Um, I really like your series that I've, I think I commented this one time, the, uh, like the hiker news, like almost, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. you literally, for everybody listening, um, you should definitely go check it out. I'll have a link to his channel and all that stuff in the show notes. It's like, it's like he's a news anchor, but he just talks about like hiking shit and like you like other hiking YouTubers. It's, and it's so funny because it's just like I feel like I'm watching the news, but in, instead of hearing about like all this like bad shit, I'm hearing about like Dixie's new video. <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> That's it's what so I'm trying good, to dude. do. It's so good. Uh, how did you get that I like idea? Like I don't even know. <laughs> Man, uh, it was like probably January of this year. I was thinking about. You know, it, what's better than better is different. If you're different, then mm-hmm. that's, you know, even if you're better than the best person at what they did, being different would l- let you stand out. And so I was like, how can I be different, but also have fun and let my passion shine? And I really want things to be positive because I've never met a backpacker where I was like, man, that guy's just a curmudgeon or that girl sucks. <laughs> you know, even because you've never met me. No, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> By the end of this, you're going to be like, yeah, I fucking take that sentence. <laughs> no. take it back. So I just thought, how cool would it be if if I could grow and help other people grow too and just promote positivity in a community where, you know, things are for the most part positive and then we're surrounded just in our Western culture with so much negativity because that stuff sells, you know, mm-hmm. it sells tickets and it sells um, ads and you know, all that. So that's, that's what I thought. And I was like, <laughs> how can I make this even more parody? So I start throwing a necktie on and yeah, dude, I love it. it's so good. It's so good. Oh uh, yeah, dude. That's, that's so funny. Again, everybody should, should definitely go check that out. Um, if I am, 
so lucky. I would love to be featured in that someday. If I ever do anything worth being on like the Jeremiah Springer hiking news, that will be like when I've made it, I feel like as a hiker, like that would just be, <laughs> that would just be, that would just be the peak. <laughs> I guarantee you this podcast is going to be on there. Ooh, ooh. Wait till, wait till we're finished before you make that promise. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Wow. I'm making myself making myself sound like a huge douche um <laughs> i love it dude i love it let's talk about the long trail i'm sure i'll sprinkle in some more youtube questions because like this stuff just fascinates me i've got this like uh when i first started trail tales i was like super like passionate about it and that i'm still passionate about it but it's like when you first start something like that it's just a little bit different it's like the honeymoon phase i guess and yeah. i'm still Definitely still in that honeymoon phase with the YouTube stuff, which is again is why I'm so excited. But anyways, before I get too too deep into that stuff, the long trail. So I'm curious to know why out of all the long distance trails that you could have, you know, gone with, you know, why you chose the long trail specifically? Because I know you've done like a couple. Um, did you? I, I I should have looked this up beforehand. Did you do the um, Sheltoe? Is it Sheltoe Trace? Whatever. Yeah, Sheltoe. That's how you say it. Um. I've only done sections of it because it runs through my home state from Moorhead, Kentucky, down into Tennessee, just the top of Tennessee. And I grew up in this Daniel Boone National Forest area. So, you know, I got out in the Appalachian Mountains and camped a lot whenever I was growing up. And then as I got into backpacking, it's just natural that if that's the most accessible place to you, then it's close by and you're going to go there and do some trips and stuff. So yeah, man. I haven't done the entire thing, but... Jason Wish just crushed it, and yeah, JK dude. is hiking. I gotta He's have him too. on the podcast too. And honestly, I really I know absolutely nothing about that trail, so um, that that would be a good one. But I'm just I'm I'm curious why you chose the long trail instead of that trail, for instance, because with with me, it's like when I first started getting into hiking, it was through the long trail. I mean, I I live so close to the trail here. And I kind of stumbled into it by accident almost. I just went for a day hike and I just happened to hit part of the long trail over uh, Mount Mansfield. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, okay, well, people will hike this whole trail. And, and anyways, I've told that story a million times on this podcast, but <laughs> that's how I got into it. And and for me, naturally, the, the next step was, okay, well, now I'm going to try to do the whole long trail. Um, so why I, – I, I just don't understand – based on my experience, why you went with a different trail rather than your home trail, the Shell, Shell Tui, whatever, Trace yeah. Trail. <laughs> the Shell Tui. I actually chose it, believe it or not. And then I guess it's divine intervention, but we have to, we have to step back in time to, to see the whole picture of okay, how I okay. chose it. So if you're cool with that. Dude, let's do it. Let's step back. All right. So if you flash back to my very first backpacking trip, uh, I met these through hikers and then I hung out with them. I actually went with my in-laws and, you know, my father-in-law and his brother and his brother's son or his cousin rather and his cousin's son. And then they're really cool, but these through hikers were really cool too. And so I started like hiking with them and they kind of slept at the same, sh- the same shelters as us. And I discovered what through hiking was because literally had never heard of it. Or if I had, it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. And one of them was this guy named Frankie. And I remember he saw us getting out of the vehicle and we were doing 10 miles up from Fontana Dam on the Appalachian Trail. Okay. And we made it to the shelter after dark and he got up out of bed and helped us. And Flash forward four days later, I was hanging out with him in Gatlinburg and a bunch of other through hikers. And I was showing them around the town because, again, I'm from Appalachian Mountain, so Smokies is right there, too. And, you know, I showed them, hung out with them. And then out of the blue, he texted me like, I don't know, I'm a school teacher. So in Kentucky, we get out mid-May, beginning of June, depending on how many snow days we have. Okay. And so we were getting out of school I think he texted me like a Tuesday and we were getting out of school, not that Friday, but the following Friday. And he was like, you got any plans for the summer? Just out of the blue. Hadn't <laughs> talked to him in months. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to hike the shelter we trace. Um, it's here close to home and my wife, she can kind of come support me. And if I want to come home, I can and edit videos. He's like, that sounds cool, man, but you should do the Vermont long trail with me. Hey. And I was like, what's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Boston. So uh, okay. I guess, 
where he's closer geographically, it's a lot more well known. And I, I was like, well, I don't know, man. I never heard of that trail, and that's really far from me. And I don't know how I get there because Kentucky is hours and hours away. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so he convinced me. And sure enough, that following week, I was on a flight, you know, like the day after, like the day after our high school graduation. <laughs> That's a quick and turnaround, geez. Yeah. I, if I were a new backpacker, I don't think I ever could have done that because I was in physical shape at the time and I had all the gear that I needed. Right. So I was lucky. But yeah, I flew up there and you know, unbeknownst to me, that's that's a very, very famous trail, so. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. You, like, didn't even know that much about it, which, honestly, I, I, I don't know if you're the same way, but when I'm, like, planning to do a trail, I research, like, the shit out of it. Like, not just the things yes. that, like, I need to know, but, like, everything, right? Everything, like, like, everybody's video. Exactly. Every gear list. Every single blog post, like, everything. And so. Same way. I just find that fascinating that you, like within a week, it sounds like if I got that correct, you pretty much went from not even knowing what this trail was to literally being on a flight up to Vermont to, to fucking like to do that. That's that's so incredible, man. Dude, that's the opposite of who I am. I'm exactly like you just described. So I'm trying to be a free spirit, man. You know, give those vibes. <laughs> Vermont's you know, a good place flow. to do that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Dude, that's that's crazy. So I don't know. I, I guess you probably didn't really have that much time to to build any expectations then, huh? No, I just, I told my mom and, you know, I'm really close to my mom and I talked to her like every day. And so I was like, hey, mom, um, I think I'm going to fly up to Vermont, you know, in a couple of days and hike the Vermont Long Trail. I bet and you so she... nobody from Kentucky has ever heard anybody say no, that before. No, no. It may be just my family. I don't know. Maybe I'm everybody's heard Vermont. of it. I live in a bubble. <laughs> so but good. anyway, she done more research than I did. And she, she like texted me and she sent me pictures and stuff. And she was like, oh, honey, you're not doing that, are you? And she's like, that's dangerous. Do you see that ladder? Are yeah, she sent me the ladders on Mansfield or something. Yes. <laughs> and Mansfield, like going down, if you're going northbound, I mean, we could talk more about it later and get in depth. But it's there's some sketchy spots. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, going down the chin there, like near a near a Taft Lodge. That's definitely yeah, both sketchy. sides. Both yeah, sides yeah. have some sketchy stuff. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's crazy. So I I didn't really prepare many questions here because I'm trying to do these podcasts more like kind of off the cuff, I guess. But oh, good, good deal, dude. Like the fact that you like didn't really have time to like plan and have any expectations. I feel like that's gonna make this. A little bit harder because I was going to ask, you know, like, why did you decide to go northbound and like do all these things? But it sounds like you pretty much your buddy was just like, hey, let's uh, let's go hike the long trail. And you were like, what's that? Well, uh, OK, like, fuck it. <laughs> it clicked with me. Like when, once I bought Gut Hook, that was the moment where it became like a surreal moment. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm actually doing this. And like I booked the flight and then I wasn't freaking out so much because I'm so top A and you know, very mm -hmm. organized. And, 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 you know, if I shoot a video, I'm going to write out different bullet points and use those as topics to talk about. And I'm the same way with backpacking, you know, I, I want to have some idea of some place I could sleep or where the water is and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. You want to be safe. And so once I bought gut hooks, uh, gut hook, you know, that section of the trail, and if you're listening, you don't know what gut hook is. It's basically an app that has a bunch of different long distance trails and it's got a bunch of information that'll help you, you know, shelters, water, places to resupply, that kind of stuff. So anyway, I bought it and I started looking at it and I actually wanted him to go southbound, believe it or not. And he was like, no, nah, dude, we need to go northbound. And I was like, we need to go southbound, man. It's a four hour drive from the top to the bottom. And I got to get back to your place in Boston so we can go to the airport. <laughs> and so he was like, <laughs> excuse me, he was like, Nah, we'll, we'll figure it out, man. And <laughs> That's such a thing hiker. Like, ah. I know. But he, I only was with him for like three days. You know, he, he left and, or we split up. Like I was hiking faster than him because I had a deadline to be back by. Oh, okay. That I did miss, by the way, spoiler alert. So two deadlines. <laughs> I have I to ask about that. Make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, ask about that later. It's a good story. So anyway, um, that, that was the plan. I wanted to go southbound and get back by that deadline. And he said, let's go northbound. And I said, 
okay, man, we can, but, you know, we got to hike this distance on average. And, you know, it's going to be more, it's going to be less. The beginning's a little bit easier than, you know, once you split off the AT and start getting more rugged and less maintained and stuff, which is fine. But I was just trying to cram in miles. And then I think the first day we hiked the approach trail. We hiked Pine Cobble. Yep. And that was a mistake. And then <laughs> we got to the... pretty steep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we got to the first shelter, and it was three or four miles in. And I was like, dude, we've already hiked six or seven miles, and we've only been, you know, a few miles on the actual trail today. And so we camped. <laughs> and then the next day, I think we hiked to the very, very next shelter. And I was like, dude, we're not going to make it. Like, I have to be back, man. I got to be back. And uh, and then, you know, I met a trail family. We all became, you know, family. We call, call ourselves the brunch club. And he was part of it. And then we kind of split. And he started doing less miles. And he didn't have a deadline. And then I think he made it to... I don't know, four or five, maybe six days in. And then we were ahead of him. We were already at the end at Long Trail. And so he, I think he was in Manchester and he said, Hey man, I'm going to have to head out. And I was like, all right, man, be blessed. And so I continued on. How did you, um, get back? Like, so if you finished at at Canada, yeah. how did you uh, get back? Like to, so did you go from there back to Boston (laughs) to fly back? Well, yeah, the short story is I flew out of Providence, Okay. That's not the full story. Oh, boy. All right. What's the full story then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try to keep it short so you, oh, can, you can keep rolling. But, <laughs> it's um, all good, man. I don't have any questions, so, like I said. So, <laughs> All right. Free form, free form. That's right. So I met the brunch club. And so there was me, Yosemite Sam. There was Doc. There was Nurse. <laughs> there was Birdie. And there was Caveman. And there was Dragon. And there were the clean ones. And... You know, there's Frodo. There's a bunch of us. Jesus Christ. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We were like the bubble. So anyway, some left, some stayed on, some left and come back. But the core that finished together was five of us. And so Birdie and Caveman were childhood friends. And it was this was Birdie's first ever backpacking trip. He had never been overnight backpacking. And he was doing the long trail with caveman who had completed the AT the previous year. Okay. So he helped him set up everything, get all of his gear. And then once we finished, they were both from Massachusetts. So they were fairly close. I mean, Massachusetts isn't huge. No. So we were close to where I wanted to fly out of. So I didn't want to book the flight until the last minute because I, I literally did not know what day I was going to finish the trail. Yeah. But I yeah. knew I wanted to be back by this deadline. So we got, a couple of days from the Canadian border and we decided, Hey, here's when we're going to finish and let's get, let's get back to sleep somewhere on this night, X night. And so I climbed up this fire tower and booked my flight. And then I was like, Oh crap. Uh, I was shopping around for flights and the cheapest one was the same flight that I had taken from Nashville to Providence, except this was going back. Mm-hmm. And so after I booked it, I was like, now I got to figure out how to get to that airport by you know 10 a.m. on that day. And so I started looking at rental cars and <laughs> to get a rental car from where we finished, tiny little town. What's it called? Uh, the closest place to Hitchcock. North Troy, I think. Yeah, yeah, Troy. So North Troy, there's no rental place there. So I was <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> maybe I can hitch somewhere else and get a rental car. And then I seen how much it costs to drop it off somewhere else. For one way, for like six hours worth of driving was 185 bucks. Welcome I was like, that's to, more uh, than I paid for the flight there and back. <laughs> Welcome to Vermont, so, dude. <laughs> I, know, I was like, nah, I'm good. So Birdie's dad, God bless him. We probably hadn't showered for 10 days. His dad <laughs> drove up there straight shot from their house. It's like a five-hour drive. Picked us up. We we got to Journey's Inn, that road. And we were trying to hitch into town. And nobody's driving on that road except for one guy. And he had enough room to take like three of us at nice. a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he took a few of them into town. Birdie's dad, um, He after he picked up Birdie in town, he drove back and picked us up. And so he... We rode all the way back. I, I was like, 
dude, you want to roll that window up? It's a little bit cold. And he's like, no, man, y'all stink. <laughs> so we got back and Birdie's mom, I felt so bad. She wouldn't let me into the house. Like she made me stand in the garage because I stank so bad. And she was like, I'm sorry. I was like, she was like I'm just not used to it. Dude, I was like, I'm so, so sorry. And so I got to take a shower and actually made my flight back, but still missed the deadline. Even though I made the flight back the right day. That's a tough place to get back from because it's, oh, it's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like for anybody who's who's never done the long trail, like it's it's I'm talking like a couple miles on a dirt road and then like even before that, like even before you get on the dirt road, it's still just like super, super rural. And the closest town, like you said, North Troy, is literally like a gas station and a post office pretty much. I mean <laughs> yeah. you're like you're like way the fuck up there. So I'm always curious to hear how people like get back. Um when I did it as a through hike, we like, we dropped my car off at journey's end. And then my friend's father, God bless him, drove us all the way from journey's end back down to North Adams to start. And I didn't really think about this at the time, but like a couple days into the hike, my friend was like, like, is your car going to start when we get up there? Cause I had like a super like old, like shitty car at the time. And he's oh, like, no. he's like, you unplugged the battery and stuff. Right. And I was like, what like I, I don't know anything about cars like so that didn't even cross my mind i was like uh no like why like i don't know and so <laughs> once we finished um i was <laughs> i was like praying that my car was gonna start and if it was winter there's absolutely no way it would have because it always had problems during the winter but like i turned it and like it, it did its thing for a couple seconds and then it fired up and just like way off my shoulders it was like i took my pack off i was like oh fuck thank god <laughs> anyways <laughs> dude that's dude, so funny um you let me tell you what killed me. So we hiked with these two girls that they kind of jumped in on the brunch club and, you know, became part of our trail family. And we called them the clean ones. And they had a change of clothes, never wore the same set of clothing two days in a row the entire what? long trail. Damn. Yeah. And their, their family's from Massachusetts. And every few days they would drive up and drive them and hike in to the shelter or wherever and meet them if they're wanting a road crossing. Dude, people do weird shit like that yeah. on the long trail because it's like, I, mean, that's, I don't know. <laughs> that's fine if they want to do that. You know, hike your own hike. But um, they, they had a change of clothes every day, and they're, both the girls' moms were at um, the obelisk, you know, there at the Canadian border. Mm -hmm. It's split, and they have it all mown down and stuff. And so I got there, and I was like, I could, I could hear them celebrating. They were a little bit ahead of me, like five, 10 minutes. And so I turn on, like jump around and I was like jumping across the finish line and celebrating. <laughs> and they had, their moms brought them champagne and hey. long trail ale. And so I was like, oh, the, you know, they would have made our life a lot easier if they hadn't have left because they just left. <laughs> and so we had to hitch back into town oh damn <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that's okay yeah it's it's still worked out another fun fact we're just like trading stories now i, I love it um i don't i might have i don't i don't know i don't know if i ever told this story on the show before if i did it was like a long time ago because dude like i said i love this trail and like i know so much about it it's like like how i learned to hike pretty much on, on this trail when i was a kid and like um I haven't done an episode about it since episode number two of Trail Tales. This is 58. Like, this was, like, over a year. Anyways, um, so I don't know if I've told this story. <clears throat> I don't know if I've told this story, but um, my first beer ever in my entire life, sorry, Mom, was um on was the, the day that – or the moment I finished the long trail the first time, a section hike, when I was in high school. And it was a long trail ale at the Canadian border, like, right when oh. we finished – which is what better place i know dude it, it tasted disgusting it was like first of all it was my first beer ever and it was yeah, warm yeah. and it kind of blew up a little bit when i opened it too i don't know my friend had like stolen it from his parents or whatever but um that i just had to get that story in there dude like that's what, awesome though what um what section of the and I'll, I'll let you define what exactly a section means but like what stretch of trail um did you enjoy the most because i mean especially the northern part of this trail and maybe uh -huh. again it's just because i live here like i live you know in burlington so i'm close to the northern part but um i think dude it's just it's so epic i mean coming from like a, an at through hike perspective i feel mm -hmm. like the northern part of the long trail especially is like more scenic and more fun than like 90 percent of the at or yeah 80 of the AT. so i don't know yeah what was your favorite uh stretch of trail 
I'll tell you what it wasn't in the AT section. Mm. Uh, I got injured on that part. Oh, geez. Yeah. But recouped, I, I don't know. You know, it first splits off, and then just for seemed like an entire day, I just got smacked in the face by limbs. Like, like <laughs> they, they hadn't been trimmed back. I talked to one guy as we were summoning one of the 4,000-footers. I don't even remember which one it was. And I was like, so you all maintain that section? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, maybe maybe you haven't for the past four years, you know. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but so good. I would say Mansfield was pretty lit, getting up there and had a little trail magic. A section is like, you know, if you break it off into pieces, there's like different different geologies kind of per per part and some have more views and some have more climbs so i don't know the technical way to define it uh, I, I think it really wasn't the trail that made the trip for me it was the people so interesting yeah yeah i love the whole thing and i feel like it would have been a different experience if i hadn't met the family that i did so and, all those so when you listed all those names you know a few minutes ago were they all long trail hikers or were some of them like AT hikers so you kind of met them on the AT portion? No, we all were long trail hikers. Damn, it's dude, weird. that's a lot, man. Because like when I like I, I said I I did it in in 2016 and I went end of July into the beginning of August, so it was like I feel like you know maybe the fall is a little bit more popular, but that's still a pretty you know heavily trafficked time of year for that trail. And mm-hmm. you know we saw a lot of people, but I did not meet that many long trail hikers let alone like at the same time in like the same group so i wonder if even since you know 2016 uh more and more people are, are starting to hike this trail man i think it was an anomaly like i can give you the reader's digest on how we <laughs> met if you want yeah dude let's let's hear it so frankie and i started and we were a day i believe ahead or maybe in two days ahead of doc and nurse they live up in michigan and they were a couple days behind us but where we were doing six mile days for the first few first few days we hadn't seen them yet and then birdie and caveman were ahead of us but they took multiple zeros at like the first resupply i don't remember what the name of the town is do you uh manchester yeah manchester i believe that's it or or bennington maybe what's the other one bennington no, I think it was no, – yeah, yeah, I bet it was Bennington. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, regardless, the first place that we resupplied, um, I think that Caveman – I had already met Doc and Nurse at this point, and Frankie, we were all still together. Mm-hmm. And I think it – I think that they were taking multiple zeros, and we actually caught up to them, and then Frankie split off. And so then it was me and Doc and Nurse and um, – Dragon. Dragon actually lives in Vermont as well. And if you're in the Facebook group, the Long Trail Facebook group, mm-hmm. um, you may have met him. His name's Nathan. But um, him, we, we met him the same place I met Doc and Nurse. And then we finally caught up to Caveman and uh, Birdie. And I called him Old No Name because he didn't have a trail name yet. <laughs> and then we started calling him Birdie because... He uh, sleep. He slept in every single day. I feel like he, no he name. No name would have been a pretty good trail name too. <laughs> he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take it, man. Uh, so like, you tried. Ah, that's nah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I just thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, yeah. So that's the Reader's Digest on how we met, and then later on, you know how you sign the the trail journals. Oh yeah. So if if anybody's listening, they don't know about the trail journals. At, at most of the shelters, there's just like a a log just a notebook. And so you can draw a picture, you can write a story, you can just sign your name, whatever, you know, basically a creative outlet and let you meet people and kind of update people that are behind you or leave a message for somebody. And so we kept signing brunch club and sometimes we'd sign everybody's trail name <laughs> and then we'd maybe throw a crazy story in there that happened to us. And so we, <laughs> the, we, we had to take multiple zeros at the end at long trail, which was freaking awesome by the way. I, i've actually never i mean i've hiked through there now like four or three or four times yeah four times because two times on the long trail one time in the 18 then just another section i did and i've never freaking stopped there before but i've no, heard so dude. many i mean to be fair i was like kind of on a 
I was also in high school the first time, and then just oh, money yeah, the, sure. the other times. But like, I've heard such good things about this place. Uh, it, it looks so cool. They have they have built-in bar and restaurant there, and it's like you know an inn, and they will give you a traditional Guinness Irish pour. Fifteen <laughs> minutes when you order it, it comes to you like sixteen minutes later because they don't pour out any of the head on it. Oh, Jesus so, Christ! Anyway, that's a, yeah, that's a side thing. So anyway. Um, we had to take multiple zeros there because I was hurt. And then we had to take another zero because Doc got, um, he got poisoned in in one place where we were resupplying because there were shellfish in his chorizo, oh. of all things. Oh, that so, sucks. Uh, yeah. That's a whole nother crazy story. But um, had some trail angels and it, it turned out awesome. But anyway, once we caught the clean ones, they were like, you know, we leapfrogged you while you were taking a zero, we must have, because this entire time we saw in the journals that there's like a group of nine people ahead of us, and we're like, we got to catch those people. That's so awesome. <laughs> and then there's a couple more guys, and it's like a legend, you know? It's like yeah, somebody's yeah. in front of you, and you're like, man, they're having such a great time. And in reality, I mean, it's hard, but you're still having a good time. Yeah. And so there's a couple of other guys where me and Birdie and Caveman were sitting in a ski hut, waiting out a rainstorm it's like 40 degrees outside and these two guys come in and man i can't remember their names but they were like so what's your all's name and we told them they're like you are the brunch club and like the legend lives and i was like what are you talking about man and they're like we've been reading all these trail drums we've been trying to catch you guys so i think i think that i was just really blessed and lucky that i met you know such a great group of people and that we all like mesh so well together because I don't think that's most people's experience. I yeah. wish it was. And, and it's it's tough on the long trail because it's it's even. I mean, you know, two hundred and seventy three or whatever miles is is a a lot of miles. Don't get me wrong, but it's like just not quite enough. I feel like for most people to have that experience of of forming like a, a bigger group. I'm sure you know you'll meet a couple people, and that's yeah. kind of what happened to me when when I did it. But um, it's not like the or usually not like the AT, obviously there's exceptions because we're literally talking about one right now, but um, <laughs> where you, you can like form these like bigger, people say tramly and I, I hate that term. That makes me cringe every time I hear it. I actually was kind of making fun of that in a video I was shooting today. But anyways, um, yeah, you know, you just don't really have time usually to, to, to form these like groups of people and stuff. So that's, that's cool. Honestly, I'm glad to hear that you, you had that, um that experience. And then obviously that, or I shouldn't say, obviously, did that make it easier when you guys were in town too? Were you able to like split rooms and, and do things like that? Yeah. Poor dragon. He, so his wife had to pick him up a couple of times because his feet swelled up so much that they wouldn't fit in his shoes. He had to take his inserts Holy out shit. and the top layer of skin on the top of his toes was completely gone and he was wrapping them up and he was trying to get back to trail and complete it. And he couldn't complete it with us. But anyway, um, at one point he already had a hotel room and we were hiking into resupply and uh, I forgot Juicy was in there too haven't even mentioned her she was part of the trail family I know you cringe <laughs> but you do become like family with these people well, see trail family is it's okay it's it's tramly it's the like, abbreviation it's like, like, uh, that's, that's uh, what gets me <laughs> so yeah it's all good, I, it, it is nice to be able to have your own room but it's also nice paying half the amount that yeah, you were going to pay. So that was good. It did make it harder. If you're trying to hitchhike with nine people, it's pretty much impossible. <laughs> so my strategy was, this is a little bit selfish, but I would like hang back. I'd be like, hey, dude, you want to walk with me? I, I got to get something from the store real quick. And so you're walking toward whatever part of the trail you cross the road at and resupplied. So you can hitch back to that same place and restart where you left off. So yeah. you're not, you know, yellow blazing you know, which is skipping trail and be a vehicle. And so I get somebody with me and I'll be like, all right, man, give them a couple minutes and then we'll walk probably a quarter of a mile behind them. We'll still be able to see them, but we'll hitchhike and then the cars will see us first. <laughs> and then we'll let them, we'll let them, we'll Smart, meet them at the trail. Dude. Smart, dude. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Like we, on, on the AT, you know, we, even, even with like three or four people, sometimes it would like, be kind of difficult three is manageable four is really pushing it we did do it a couple times but um it had to be a pickup truck basically at that point yeah so like we just honestly ended up 
hitching like by ourselves a lot of the time like just whoever got to the trailhead first they just start hitching like don't even uh-huh. they just meet up in town or whatever um one funny thing i i think i might have told this story on a previous episode i, I honestly can't remember I've, I've done way too many of these at this point but um it was me and like i think two other guys we were hitching out of a town called rangeley maine and there was another group um my friend baker bocorny who's a like a he's been on the show a bunch of times and uh he was with his uh at the time uh fiance i think they were engaged at that point um now married and it was like them versus us like competing for the hitch and it wasn't like we were up the road like a ways like we were literally like like 50 yards apart oh my god <laughs> and i, I thought and it was we were like staring each other down it was so funny because like, i mean we were all friends and stuff but um i thought for sure that they were gonna win because like first of all less people second of all like you know like baker talked about this on our last episode like uh his 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 wife jessica she's like she's like very small and just like kind of cute and like harmless right mm-hmm. so i was like they're definitely girl. gonna like get yeah yeah exactly like they're definitely gonna get it first but we fucking won somehow like i don't even know like <laughs> this, this truck just like like sc- scooped us up real quick but <laughs> um while we're talking about like hitchhiking and resupplies and stuff uh-huh. i'm always curious to hear how people do the resupply on the long trail because I've heard of a lot of people, usually um, not as experienced hikers, uh, doing like mail drops on the long uh-huh. trail, and I just feel like that is, in my opinion, I feel like that's not necessary at all on this trail because the uh-huh. towns are so accessible and there's so many. So I'm just curious, like, um, you know, if you remember, even do you like where did you uh, resupply? We got Manchester and um, Rutland, or you know, in at long trail like that Route Four mm-hmm. area. Um, beyond that, going north from there, do you remember which towns you stopped in? Um, I don't remember, but I have my phone in front of me. I mean, nobody or, or like the area but... of the trail because I could, I'll be able to tell you like the yeah, towns yeah, and yeah. stuff. So, for resupplies, I know we hit Rutland, and man, I can't tell you the the exact towns. <laughs> I think Bennington and. Waitsfield, Manchester. We skipped one that was really popular, and there was a couple times where we just stopped and like had somebody to hitchhike in and get something that we were craving. Like one time we got pizza. Oh, nice! But, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to talk about, is it necessary to to actually do the mail drops? I can talk about that. But yeah, dude, go for I it. I don't think I can tell you the exact places. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's the Vermont like nerd in me being like, oh my god, he visited like Johnson, That's okay, dude. <laughs> so it was different, you know, being with a number of different people, you saw different strategies. And so my strategy was bring as little as you can, but be comfortable and don't do any mail drops and just resupply in town. And always buy way too much food. That's exactly what I did. And so I'd leave town. My backpack would be 40 pounds. And then I would be oh, like, geez. man, it really sucks climbing up this mountain from the road today. <laughs> but once I eat this six pounds of chocolate, my load would be a little lighter. <laughs> and so we'd, we'd like carry up a couple beers and stuff like that too. Then you had to pack the cans. And it's heavy. So oh, yeah. one person in our group, Dragon in particular, planned it out to the T. He he had like refills of vegetable oil, and he had all freeze dried food. Uh, mm. Freeze dried food, no nothing, uh, you know, dehydrated. It was all freeze dried. And so, whenever we would get to a resupply, he had a he had a drop either that was mailed or was dropped off at a hospital or something like that. And so he would always have like food left over and I'd be like, Hey man, you going to drink that like Gatorade mix <laughs> or are you going to eat that spicy chicken taco? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I mean to each their own, but that just seems like way too much work. Yeah. Like to plan everything out. And it kind of takes away, in my opinion, for me, it takes away some of the adventure because I don't want to have to have, a like set deadline for every single location. Like yeah, I'm okay man. with, I got finished by this date, but exactly. let it be an adventure. Exactly. And obviously there's a lot of trails out there where you just have to do resupplies uh-huh. or, uh, excuse me, you have to do, I mean, you have to do resupplies for every trail, but yeah. Yeah. Like you may have to do, yeah. And like so cash, cash water or anything. Some trails are like that. Yeah, dude. 
But I just feel like with the long trail, there's kind of a misconception. And again, I feel like it's just because um, often, not always, but often it's it's people that don't, they just don't have as much experience. And so they don't really mm-hmm. realize this. Um, if anybody listening to this is thinking about doing the long trail, I think I'm going to post this in like the long trail Facebook group. So if anybody out there is a, like a prospective long trail hiker, you really don't need to do um you know the the mail drop things there's the the mail drop thing there's 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 plenty of towns along the way and you can always reach out to me because obviously i like to talk about obscure vermont towns that you can (laughs) you can (laughs) buy food in and stuff so it's it's all good man it's all good um shit uh where should we go where should we go next dude i i feel like we've hit a lot but I, i we got a little bit more time before we get into a story actually so um do you do you have a story for the end still um or 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 let me let me clarify that. Were you planning on telling that um the uh th- not making your deadline story as like the trail end story, or do you have like another story for that? Because if not, I want to get into what happened with your <laughs> with your deadline there. Yeah, I can I can do that as my final story if you want. It's pretty funny. Alright, alright. So we'll we'll save that for for just a second. Um Okay. Did you did you stay in uh, any of the shelters along the way? Because that's another thing about this trail. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people like to just stay in their tent or hammock or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. the shelters, especially on the northern part of the Long Trail, are freaking awesome, dude. Like, oh my gosh, and I'm, it's I'm, like a little cabin, dude. It's it's amazing. And and again, I'm generally like the person that's gonna stay in my hammock even if there's a shelter space open. But like mm-hmm. some of these, like I mean, like Taft Lodge is amazing. Um, Butler Lodge is amazing uh tillotson camp corliss camp j camp dude i'm telling you i know this oh, trail man. so i can literally name like every single shelter I, I, like they're they're awesome did you get a chance to stay in any of those uh structures yeah this is this is gonna be weird man you're gonna be like wow <laughs> i don't believe that you know how many times i slept in my tent well if we're going weird um zero one one yeah the second night damn man that's crazy the only what, I can't remember the name of the shelter, but this is at the beginning. It's on the AT, and every single, like, uh, they're like bunk beds in there, and they were really short, too. And every one of them was, like, on a side incline. Like not only was your <laughs> head or feet going to be higher, but also one side, like, you were guaranteed to roll. <laughs> and so I was like, eh, I'm not going to sleep in there. But every other single night, I slept in a shelter on the trail. Every one of them. Damn, I'll tell you man. why. The the people that I had met, I just wanted to keep hanging out with them and they wanted to keep hanging out with me and each other. And so we decided, you know, it's raining. We don't want to set up. You know, I had a duplex, a Z-Pax duplex that I borrowed off of a friend. And we had a couple of people that were hammock camping. And then we had another couple that had a duplex. And I think somebody else had it under one person tent or something. And so the, the clean ones actually didn't even bring a shelter they had no choice i was like i don't know about that guys but yeah they made it the whole way and uh anyway I, I got a cool thing about butler i'd like to tell you about yeah man i i love that place i've for every time i pass that when i was like backpacking i've, I've like day hiked to it a bunch because that's like literally right <clears throat> pretty much in the town i grew up in like super super close but yeah anyways before i well, go down let this me make sure. nostalgic route <laughs> oh dude i loved it but I want to make sure it's the right shelter that I'm talking about. So once you summit Mansfield and then you come off the other side, is it the first shelter? So that you're thinking of a Taft, which I've also been to a million, million times too. Taft, Taft Lodge, um, like so right after the super, yeah, dude, right after the super sketchy, like a uh, climb down off the top of Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's, then that's what I want to talk about. I, I think I went to Butler too. And if I remember right, that one may have been the one where there's sheets hanging up around the bed. <laughs> or at least when I was there, like, you know, somebody stays there during yeah, like, the busy month. Yeah. So that caretaker put up like sheets around their bed to block out because they didn't have their own little loft <laughs> or whatever. Is that, is that Butler? Um, I don't recall the sheets, but I do okay. know there's like a designated like caretaker spot in that shelter. Okay. So yeah, it, it sounds well, like it is. Taft. So Taft, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he played trumpet. I remember that. <laughs> he he was on top of Mansfield. You know, after you summit it, and there's the Welcome Center up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
unfortunately it was probably 65 degrees that day or 70 degrees it was a warmer day and he's he's talking about hey man i got some tea and coffee and that kind of stuff in here y'all want to hang out for a minute and you know have a have a glass and just chill and charge your devices or whatever and i was like yeah heck yeah man absolutely he's <laughs> like i think we only got maybe one outlet that works and you know we really don't advertise it but since y'all are coming in and chilling for a minute you know you can charge your phone up or whatever and so we did and then I, I talked to him for probably 45 minutes as we juiced up and he was wearing chacos he's hiking in chacos and i was like kudos to you man because i would be blistered up that doesn't seem very comfortable and i know we'll get a lot of hate for saying that probably so he was the caretaker of taft and i didn't know it and i had talked to him and then he got down there and caveman for a thousand miles on the AT, he had carried a child-sized guitar that he had bought at like a flea market or pawn shop or something, wrapped it up in a trash bag and strapped it to the outside of his pack. And I play guitar, Birdie plays guitar, Caveman plays guitar. And he got down the caretaker, Trumpet Guy, which I don't remember his name, I'm sorry. <laughs> Trumpet Guy this. sounds like a good trail name, so you can go with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he got down there and sure enough, in one of those lock chests inside the shelter, he pulled out a full-size guitar. Damn. And I said, no way. <laughs> We've been this entire time. And you can jam a little bit if you got a guitar. But that child-size guitar, it got out of tune really fast. And anyway, with two guitars, you can play rhythm and you can play lead. And oh, so damn. I remember Caveman and Birdie, even the next day, they stayed after. I was like, guys, it's 10 o'clock. We need to put in like 16 miles today. Y'all ready to head out? We were the last three. And they're like, no, nah, we're going to stay a little while longer. We'll catch up. We're going to play a little guitar. And so into the night, even while people are going to sleep, they were playing. And I was like, I think I'm going to go to sleep. And they're like, okay. I was like, I guess I'm going to put in these um, these earplugs. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and they kept playing. So, so they crazy. stayed after and played. Man, it was super cool. Those shelters are like none other because AT is mostly three-sided. Yeah, but up there, man, I was Dude, just really impressed. It's 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 unreal. The Green Mountain Club does an amazing job. Um, oh, phenomenal! Dude, let's uh let's let's go into one more story here. So I I want to hear what happened uh, with your deadline, or I guess what didn't happen <laughs> with your deadline. Okay, <laughs> so the deadline, the deadline was like June the June the fourteenth, maybe. And my dad was, he had a doctor's appointment. He had like this thing that come up on his face and he was supposed to have like a, an outpatient surgery and get it removed. And then on the 16th, no, the, the, that was on the 16th. The 18th was my wife and I's anniversary, June the 18th. Ooh. And then June the 20th was her birthday. And so I remember the time was starting to close in and I kept telling you know, my friends, guys, we got to keep pushing. I got to get out of here. I want to stay with you guys, but we're taking so many zeros. I got to hit this deadline. And so, you know, I got the flight and was actually going to be able to make it to my anniversary. And I hadn't seen my wife in a month. And are you married? No. Okay. I'm only, well, I'm only 23. I got some time. <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you haven't seen your significant other in a month, it's hard. So I wanted to get home and spend time with my family, and I wanted to make it to my dad's surgery. Well, a couple of days before the surgery, my mom texted me, and she was like, hey, it's just an outpatient, or it's just a consultation. He's, they're not actually doing anything. And I was like, okay, well, that gives me actually a couple extra days. And so I booked the flight and was able to make it to Nashville on June 18th. And I think the flight touched down at, 4 or 5 p.m. Um, Central Time. So I was going to lose an hour driving home, and it was a three-hour drive. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, I'm going to cut it close. So I, I ate a quick dinner with a buddy that picked me up and took me to my truck, and I was headed out. And you can't make this stuff up, man. I'm, I'm heading out of Nashville, and my truck just smoke starts rolling oh. from under the engine. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So there's traffic everywhere. The truck's starting to overheat. And so I just whip it in and I parked right in front of a sex shop. <laughs> and I shut the truck off and I, I called my buddy and I was like, hey man, 
I'm, I'm broke down, you know, in front of this shop and I need you to come and help me fix this. And he's like, well, what's wrong with it? And I was like, dude, I got no idea. It just started smoking <laughs> on me. And so at this point, it was like 6.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to lose three hours driving home at least. And so I pop the hood and I look and I see that there's like two hoses that are just completely dry rotted in two because my truck's a 97 Ford Ranger. And so I'm, I'm okay with vehicles. I know enough to be dangerous. So I was like, I think I can fix this. So I started looking at a couple of YouTube videos. My buddy, he, he's like, dude, it's going to be a minute. I was a mile into a jog. I got jogged back to my house and drive over there. So he took me to uh, an O'Reilly's and I had enough tools in my truck to take off the part that the hose is hooked to that was dry rotted and replace it and cut them off and just kind of stick them back together and clamp them down mm-hmm. and then refill it with antifreeze and was able to drive it home. But unfortunately, I'm still married, so I guess it turned out okay. <laughs> I made it back after midnight. It was like 1.30 oh, a.m. And so I missed <laughs> I missed the surgery appointment. I missed the, uh, the anniversary, but I still made it for the the birthday <laughs> was she pissed uh, yeah dude she was she was dying <laughs> but it, it's okay now. it worked out it worked out <laughs> damn dude <laughs> that's so funny um i think we're gonna kind of wrap it up here man like we're at about an hour that was a uh, that was a lot of fun i haven't laughed this much in a in a long time on one of these episodes <laughs> so yeah dude that was uh that was sweet thank you so much man yeah, for sure, dude. Thanks for having me. Why don't you go ahead and plug your YouTube and any social media, uh, you know, just where people can go and uh, sure. find you. Uh, main thing is YouTube. Do backpacking videos, Jeremiah Stringer Hikes. And then it's the same Instagram, Jeremiah Stringer Hikes, and Facebook, Facebook group. Cool, man. I'll have a link to all that stuff in the show notes as usual. And with that said, I think, uh, I think that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And, um, yeah, have a good one.